0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Quietest Moments podcast. I am your host, Sherry Homeyun Myers. And this is really a podcast centered on inner peace and self-discovery. So you are going to really be hearing all about all the deeper and darker things that have gone on in people's lives that have led them to become the incredible human beings that they are today. The truth is though, the journey has not always been easy. So you're going to be hearing about the hardest things that people have gone through in their entire lives. And these are people that have accomplished incredible things. So if you subscribe to this podcast, you are hearing all the insights that you aren't going to get anywhere else. And I invite you to take this ride with me as we explore the quietest moments. Okay, guys, so on this next episode, we're learning about an incredible man who has overcome so much. And when you look at him today, you wouldn't really expect it. I mean, he's phenomenal. His name is Eric Adams. He is the Brooklyn Bureau president that has served three terms in the New York State Senate and 22 years in the New York City Police Department. I had such a good conversation with Eric. And what's fascinating is he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes back in 2016, and he completely successfully reversed his diabetes. And he did that through adopting a plant-based diet. So when you listen to his story, it's truly inspirational. I really enjoyed my conversation with him. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Eric Adams. Okay, Eric, I am so excited to have you on the Quietest Moments podcast. Welcome.
1: Yeah. It's, hey, thank you, Sherry. It's good to be here. Powerful name. Quietest. quietest moments. Uh, there's a lot in that, and it's about that quiet time to reconnect uh, with ourselves.
0: Exactly. That's exactly it. And what I'm super curious about, Eric, is your story and your background, and you know your journey to where you are today. So maybe you can start there. Talk to us about you know some of the things you've been through on your journey to where you are today.
1: And and, it, and it's just that. That's a powerful term, uh, journey. Uh, I think uh, far too often in the, my favorite book, The Alchemist, when the young man walked through the house trying not to drop any oil, uh, he realized he focused on the oil and he did not focus on the beauty of the house. And the house was the journey. And I am no longer Uh, looking at my destiny. Uh, The the universe is going to take care of my destiny. I'm appreciating uh, the journey that I'm on right now. And that journey has come with many ups and downs. And many times that I felt that there wasn't a tomorrow when in fact, tomorrow was ready and welcoming and allowing me to step into it. I was a police officer for 22 years where uh, I started an organization that fought against uh, police misconduct and abuse and move to uh, protect and show that we can keep our city safe without people feeling in disgrace. And after retiring from the police department, I became a New York state senator and eventually became the first African-American borough president in the borough of Brooklyn. Different places may call it a town or what have you, but Brooklyn is the third largest city in America. It was a separate city with 2.6 million people and a very diverse background. And during the time of as as being the bar president, I came up with a serious uh, illness. It was, I had pain in my stomach, actually. And uh, I didn't realize, I thought it was colon cancer because I lost a good friend to colon cancer. And when I decided to go to the doctor, uh, the doctor did a, a an examination of my stomach, an examination of my colon, and shared with me that I had an ulcer. But the real issue was that i was experiencing uh, advanced stages of uh, diabetes type 2 diabetes that caused my vision loss i, I was losing my sight in my left eye and I, he, he told me that eventually i was going to go blind in, in a, probably a year and i was having per, permanent nerve damage in my hands and feet that could lead to amputation and you know cholesterol uh high blood pressure You know the the entire american package you know we all know someone that we probably all share the same drugs even if we don't share the same dna and it was a wake-up call for me you know part of it was i thought to myself well you knew this was coming you know diabetes is in your family you know my mother was diabetic for 15 years seven years on insulin my sister lost her kidney to diabetes related uh issues And my other brothers and sisters, my siblings, were all going through some form of chronic disease, particularly related to diabetes. And I just decided not to go down that path. Uh, I decided to look at other ways. So I went and, uh, you know, I I like to say I did something scientific. I went to Google and Googled reversing diabetes. And information came up, met some great doctors. Uh, They gave me some great reading material. I flew to Ohio. Uh, to see Dr. Esselton, Dr. Esselton, and he was the one that put me on what, what is called the whole food plant-based diet, and three weeks after doing so, my vision came back. Three months later, my nerve damage went away, my my diabetes went in remission, no medicine, uh, all uh, food, and it just put me in another place. I thought I was buried with diabetes, but I was planted, and now the harvest of the planting has just opened so many areas, uh, pushed me further into meditation, pushed me further into understanding uh, how our body operates. It always surprises me that I look at the success that I've had in life, obtaining a master's degree, becoming a sergeant, a lieutenant, a captain, uh, becoming a state senator, becoming a board president. Uh, I look at those success And I realized that I judge myself by the things that were outside my body when the real success and attention, if I would have put that much attention on how my body operates and the needs of my body, um, then I would have had the real success. These uh, material external success are nowhere near the internal success. So I'm no longer concerned about uh, protecting uh, my credentials. I'm more concerned about protecting my peace. And that is where I am, and I had to go through the darkness of a chronic disease before I'm walking into the light of internal peace.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's so incredible to hear so many aspects of your journey, Eric. I think right away of the quietest moments of you finding your peace within and hearing about you potentially even looking for that piece on the outside and making so much of that priority for you originally on the outside, what was it that really shifted you internally? Was it that doctor or was there a different person or or resources that you had that really helped you start looking more inward?
1: When I started to examine the, of what I was eating and how it, was impacting my health i started digging a little deeper and i i started to look at you know what did it mean um to have uh you know your nutrition the proper nutrition i started going through uh this what my you know like people say children go through their why years I'm, i i had refound found my why years i started going deep and deeper you know why is uh, why are nutrition is important, uh, why is vitamin A, D, C, and then it said, well, okay, it needs to feed this. And then I started going further, why it needs to feed this. And I started thinking further and further and started to explore explore uh, uh, quantum physics and um, all that stuff we were learned about we're made up of atoms and then I started going deeper and realizing we're made up of subatomic particles that could be in two places at one time and how we create our reality. And I started just going deeper and deeper and realizing that, wow, we are so much more than what we were told. And it was such a wake up call and a light went off in my head of, I had to unlearn what I learned so I can start to learn. And I, uh, the power of just waking up in the morning and the first thing I do every morning is put a big smile on my face. And I just smile and I laugh, and, and it just really starts uh, uh, telling my entire body that regardless of what this day is going to present to me, this day is just part of this beautiful journey and just absorb it. It's going to be a great experience. Even if I stub my toe, when, you, when I get out of bed, I'm stubbing my toe and I'm experiencing what it is to stub your toe. Explore that and lean into the discomfort, the comfort, because it's all part of this whole experience. And, and it was just a wake up call as I start to understand how we program ourselves and we create our life. Our life does not create us. And if we create this wonderful experience and this wonderful life, it's going to, actually manifests itself. And that's what, you know, quantum physics, this is not hokey pokey stuff. This is real life. We have to step outside of what we were told and start exploring truth. And it was that seeker of truth that I believe uh, really switched me from where I was to where I am now I am a pursuer of truth and that truth is showing me how much control I have in my life. And I spent my life for the most part uh worrying about what was going to happen, uh, really unhappy about things that had happened that I never spent time in the present. Now I'm in the present, you know, the future would take care of itself, what happened in the past, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm in control of the present, and that's why I want to stay. I want to be present in the moment, and I really encourage people to start living lives that is present in the moment. Enjoy the beauty of the moment and not worry about what is going to happen. Half of what we worry about never materializes anyway.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the great Dr. Wayne Dyer would say, don't worry about things that aren't worrying about you. And when you understand that in the present moment, that's where our power is. And I even loved learning about what you've been through, Eric. It's It sounds to me like a body identification is where you were to start, where your body almost takes over the mind, and the sickness, people are there where they feel trapped by their body, and they can't get out of it, and they don't see any hope, and they don't see any new sight. All they see is their sickness and a sick body. What I feel like you experienced was this shift to releasing this body identification and noticing your spirit and noticing how powerful you are, the ability to heal yourself through nutrition that is incredible right Like even the, the, the manifestations like getting your vision back to me it's like getting a different vision back too this vision of spirituality of understanding your truth. Tell me you know in regards to something like meditation you mentioned, there's so many folks that are listening, Eric, that are seeking truth but they're scared they're scared of what they're going to find there's a lot of self-hatred there how did you get through you know letting go and and forgiving people in your life and reaching this point today where you're so positive and so optimistic
1: and that's so important sherry what you are uh, sharing because you know sometimes a person can look at another and say well you know uh, they You know, they have it together. They, you know, they've had a good life. They, you know, they're smart. Uh, You know, they were able to always have all these W's, all these wins. They don't know what I've gone through. And that's just not the reality. In fact, it's just the opposite. You know, I was arrested at 15 years old and I was beat bad by police officers. And instead I went into the police department to, you know, show and turn around. Uh, I was not a an academically uh, sound child in my high school years. I was a I was a solid D student, you know. So it's 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 not it didn't it never came easy. I had to study harder, you know. Yes, when I got into college, I was able to get on the dean's list, uh, but it was because I had to really go beyond uh, my peers. And I went to school at night. It took me 14 years to get my master's degree, taking two classes at a time. Uh, my son was born une- unexpectedly, and I had to pull back and find a way to make it happen. Uh, I was afraid many nights, and uh, there was a level of uncertainty. And, and so, being hit with diabetes <clears throat> uh, really uh, was, I just drew on for the most part the same, a digging deep uh, and just push through, lean into the discomfort but I was operating at a handicap because I, was op- I wasn't I was operating with all four, four cylinders. I was operating on two cylinders. and But once I tapped into the inner strength and the inner power, uh, what I was able to do on two cylinders, now I'm operating on four cylinders and then actually I'm finding new cylinders that wanted to operate, but I never really kicked them in gear. You know, moving through life now is just, this is a walk in the park, <laughs> you know. We first of all, we need to stop taking ourselves so serious. <laughs> you know, we should start with that. Um, you know, all of these uh, minor fender benders that we have in life—in life—they're uh, not total collisions. You know, so what? Someone cu- uh, cuts you off. So what? You lose a job from time to time. Uh, so what? of your hairstyle didn't come out the way you want, or, you know, it's amazing how we have turned every mishap in our lives into a tragedy. Now, if we understand the human anatomy, we understand that every time we turn it into a tragedy, we kick in our fright and flight, and we are causing our bodies to switch into a what was supposed to be a temporary state of of fright In flight, we turn it into a permanent state. So we are revved up all the time. We're revved up because someone sent us a nasty email. We're revved up uh, because of, you know, our team moved from Long Island to Brooklyn. We're revved up because our son or daughter didn't get the grade that they were supposed to get. So if we lived in a revved up life, then the point where our body's supposed supposed to be quiet to heal itself, it never has the opportunity to heal itself. So that's where these cancers are coming from. That's where the high blood pressure is coming from. That's where the mental health crises are coming from. We're in a perpetual state of being revved up. You need quiet time. The body must heal. Just as we have a circulatory system, a respiratory system, a digestive system, we have a healing system. And if that healing system is not allowed to do its job then the body will never heal and it heals when we become quiet and that's why it's so profound the name of your podcast quiet time if we get the quiet time we need we're able to function the way we ought to function
0: Mm, yeah it's so it's so true and when i think about the quietest moments for me it was finding god's word just in my own quiet time amongst chaos what you talk about this constant state of being on edge and and you're just scared it's to me i think of a child who has lost touch with their parent and they're walking around this world and they're trying to be okay and they're trying to look you know normal but deep down we have this inner war and it's so fascinating when i look at what we do we start to excessively spend or we start to cling to these to these titles or to these statuses and think that we can derive our power from that. But then, like you mentioned, when they go away, if that's what we were deriving our power from, pe- people start to feel powerless. And it just, again, you know, perpetuates that vicious cycle of cortisol and vicious cycle of just seeing more of how we feel, which is fear and things to be afraid of. For you, when you think about your journey, and you've been through so many darker days, what have been some of those lessons that you have really um, come out of those experiences with?
1: You know, it's so true. And, you know, I, I, I'm laughing at myself. I keep saying quiet time, but I know it's the quietest moment. <laughs> you know, but the, the, I believe out of those dark days prepared me for um, where I am now. And it's allowing me to really have conversation with folks like yourself, and talk about how do we show others? You know, Barry Manilow said, "I made it through the storm," and I got my respect from those who made it through the storm too. Paraphrasing him, Uh, it's it's our we have an obligation. You, I, and others who have gone through the storm, we cannot now take our lessons of traveling through that storm and say I'm just going to hold it to myself. My goal is to a uh, share of how I got through the storm with others. That's why we have what's called the Bellevue project, the first of its kind in America uh where we have lifestyle medicine clinic to show people how to reverse disease. You know, I don't want Americans to be imprisoned with medicines like my mother she was taking nine medications and when she changed her lifestyle in two months, she was off her insulin. Uh, I don't want people, uh, our children, to grow up in an atmosphere of where they're dealing with mental health crises. You know That's why we uh, have uh, put in our schools in Brooklyn, I sent teachers away to learn meditation, to teach children how to meditate and do self-care, because it's important that we do the self-care that's needed. And so I want you to take my life experience and show people how they could experience the joy of living. Living is a beautiful thing. It doesn't matter if you wake up and you're getting into a motorized wheelchair, or if you're waking up and someone is feeding you through a feeding tube. The reality is that if we're able to wake up and experience life, we can still grow every day. And finding that a peace within, because this is just, our body is just a shell. Um, who we are is so much more than our physical being. And we're connected. And that is so important for us to realize I am part of you, Sherry. you are part of me. We come from the same universal center and no harm can come to you that would not harm me. I recall the experiment that was done uh, in Geneva, Switzerland, where they divided two pieces of matter and separated them seven miles apart and they impacted one piece of matter. And at the same time, it impacted the other piece that was separated, that was seven miles, miles apart. And it was an amazing experiment that Einstein thought was impossible to occur. But we're now realizing that we came from the same source and we're all connected. I feel what you feel, you feel what I feel. It's not only twins of that feel the same thing. And some of this, <clears throat> some of this science a real science and some of this true experiencing is something that we need to start teaching our children at a younger age we need to teach them meditation we need to teach them how to communicate outside of their five, five senses with so much more than what we were taught and my journey and experience i'm hoping allows another person just to put another piece of the puzzle together as they continue to evolve that is my goal
0: mm oh my gosh when you speak eric i think of the word enlightenment and how to me it really means the unlearning of that thought system that's based so much on fear and relearning this thought system that's based so much on love so when you wake up and like you're talking about this This deep-seated appreciation doesn't leave us. It doesn't leave us when we stub our toe. We still, in that moment, can find something to appreciate. And it's the fact that we're alive having that experience of pain. Mm. What I'd be curious is there's a lot of people listening who are experiencing pain and they want to escape from it. There's a lot of people that have repressed emotions and they feel guilty and they feel shameful, like as though those experiences have made them bad in this present moment. Can you speak to um, the power of forgiveness and the power of self-love in your own personal life?
1: So, you know, you're so correct, uh, Sherry. I, you know, it, it amazes me <clears throat> when I look back over my life through the rearview mirror, I realized on how many roads I was on that I blamed myself. Uh, I always thought I, you know, the things I went through uh, was because I wasn't good enough, or it was because I didn't have what it took. And you, you would see that some of the people we consider to be sheroes and heroes, uh, they would tell you. Uh, they constantly beat themselves up and judge themselves. You know, some of the best, at whatever level uh, they were at, uh, felt that way. You look at someone like a Michael Jordan, he was one of the best ball players. You thought he had the ideal life, uh, but he had a real gambling problem. You know, he was trying to find something in that gambling because if he had all that we thought he had, he would not have had to find what he was looking for Um, at Las Vegas, you know? And so when you look at the lives of people uh, that we really took our hat off and said, oh, I wish I could have been them, um, they were saying to themselves, they wish they could have been anything but them, you know? And it's about uh, not beating yourself up, but really looking at the blessing of who you are and what you you have uh, or, or have become and can become. Continue to be, lean into this journey. Uh, and so when you, some of your listeners who are experiencing some difficult times right now, cause we all are, it's, don't let anyone fool you if, to your, your listeners. <laughs> no, everyone is going through some level of a challenge no matter where they are financially, no matter where they are in their careers, no matter where they are, they are struggling with something. If you have the uh, beauty of living long enough, you're going to have the pain of experiencing trauma. The, the question becomes, how do you turn pain into purpose? Because it's part of the life that we, we're in. And I find you find that pain, you turn that pain into purpose by going inward, and understanding is it, all part of the journey. And that is what we're hoping to share with people, to use uh, their inner thoughts, their inner, uh, inner soul, as one would say, uh, to learn more about themselves, learn about their microbiomes, to learn about um, what your subatomic particles can do, to look into quantum physics, to look into self-healing, to see the, the power of meditation, Uh, and learn how to use all of these natural tools to evolve into the person uh, that you want to evolve into. And do the research. Uh, What you and I are talking about right now has been communicated thousands and thousands of years. This is not new. (laughs) This This has been on earth for so long, but the arrogancy of our societies of looking and frowning on of the natural healing and the natural inner being is something that we have to move uh, past and start to reconnect with our real purpose
0: mm, it's so true when i think back to spiritual texts, there's just so many spiritual texts that tell us these things that talk to us about our inner kingdom and our inner greatness and how we do have that power to heal, to be one with everything. And we're, we're getting there. I feel like there's a lot of people that are adopting meditation and they, ha- they take a prayerful attitude, but it's also, there's so much resistance there because people, I feel like, feel blocked by their guilt and feel blocked by their past. Can you, while I still have you, Eric, maybe talk about how you practice present moment awareness. I know you spoke about a couple different things that stood out to me, how you're empowering our our teachers with you know meditation practices so that they can share that with our students um, and other things. But I'd be curious what your experience has been like with that.
1: It, it has, I, th- I think Sherry, as you stated, it has been, A challenge, but we lean into the challenge. Uh, We do not become daunted or disappointed uh, because people are not evolving at a certain pace or rate. Uh, I am not trying to meet people where I am. I'm meeting people where they are and taking them uh, to where I think they would like to be. And I understand the challenge of it. We are we are bombarded every day um, By uh, things that want to keep us grounded to just really a negative sense. We are in the reality TV universe right now. You know, things that are uh, real have become you know almost uh surreal to us. Uh when we look at what's happening on a national level, some of the conversations that we are involved in and how we are insulting each other and attacking each other. And so we're caught up in the day-to-day grind that we don't realize how important it is to take a step back and it'll suck you in. Uh, I always think about Al Pacino's quote in The Godfather, every time I try to get out, they pull me right back in. And you know, people may say, let me start this meditation course, and then something would happen uh, to take them away from it. People would say, uh, let me start you know, walking or eating right uh, and start getting my body right, you know, what I eat and consume and something would happen to pull them off. And it's okay. We we all stumble, we all uh, get off track, but just every day try to stay consistent uh, to what is going to move you in the right path and prepare yourself, you know, and, 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 and foundationally, and that's what I've learned. Something simple as as eating the right foods. Uh, I prepare my food and I'll chop up all my veggies in the beginning of the week so I don't have to put myself in a state that I'm rushing. I'm, you know, the more preparation we do, if you want to uh, start walking in the morning uh, before you go to the office, lay out your clothing the night before, have your sneakers and your sweats and everything ready and your walkman right there by the door so you can have it done. If you want to uh, say i want to meditate every day already know the location that you're going to meditate with music if you want to do it with music if you want to do it uh, with guided have it already laid out so that you don't have to run around and think about where am i going to go where am i going to sit, uh, sit. the more we prepare ourselves the easier it is to fall into the nat- natural function and that is what we encourage people to do to lay out and build into a pattern we say financially uh, put ten percent of your money aside, save for yourself first. Well, put ten percent of your day aside to save for yourself first. Also, just as we want our saving account, savings account to grow, uh, we want to build build up equity in our lives as well. Put the the investment in yourself every day. Say, this is my time. This is my mental health time, and I'm going to continue to deposit into it so that I could have a nest egg of mental health when I need to draw on it and I won't be financially or mentally ruined by not having enough saved away. We're not storing enough of our mental health time and we could do it a little at a time and then you would see the growth that, that you want. And that's what we're teaching people. We're teaching people how to find their mental space. We do it here at Borough Hall on our uh, meetup, vegan uh, plant-based curious meetups that we have here to teach teach people how to eat healthy. We have meditation that we do here at Borough Hall with children. Uh, We are in a constant state of showing people uh, how to get in contact and touch with themselves. And, and, And it's so important for us to understand what you're doing uh, on uh, your podcast and what you are putting out in the universe, this is not hippie stuff. <laughs> you know, this is not you know when people hear this, they think that, oh, what is this weird stuff you're talking about? no, this is this is real life changing, and it must be part of our overall health. And I'm disappointed in our medical schools for not teaching this is part of healing. You're seeing some of our great uh, medical institutions that are now starting to embrace uh, the mindset and the, uh, how people think and the role it plays on healing. Some of our great cancer institutions are now creating an environments where people are starting uh, to understand what you think plays a role in how you heal. All of these studies about the placebos and how people who take placebo pills over real pills, how they're able to heal themselves. And so the mind plays a role in who and what we become and how we heal, and that is what we want to share with people. My food that I ate to reverse my diabetes, if it wasn't matched with the mental stimulus that healed my my mind as well and told my body we will heal i would not be where i am right now
0: Mm, so powerful so many things you mentioned holistic medicine i think right away where you talk about it being hippie and I embrace that because I'm like, oh my gosh, you look at Dr. Joe Dispenza, a man who's done so much research and work into brainwaves and the power of meditation. You look at things like Kriya Yoga, which stem from hundreds of years ago, which is the scientific technique of God realization, finding God within us. It's all been there. It's just, it's so interesting that we are. Rediscovering this for ourselves. And I love what you're doing and how you're facilitating this awareness and facilitating this growth to the masses, right? Like we're not healed by ourselves, we're not healed alone. When we go throughout healing, other people are going throughout healing with us. And I'd love to find out before I let you go, Eric. You know what's really lighting you up? I've heard so many things that I would consider probably lighting you up, but I'm curious. You know what's really got you excited right now?
1: This uh, this journey. This journey is just so intense, and just I'm just I am just having so much fun right now. And you know to uh, to do this and be part of this and uh Dr. Dispenser, you know a name you mentioned. Uh, he and I had lunch a, a few uh, months ago uh, around in the last year. And it was just a great experience hearing uh, the evolution of his journey. and And he talked about one thing I remember in the conversation, and those who have not heard of Dr. Dispenser, they should go out and Google him and read some of his books and listen to some of his uh, his talks. But he talked about how he was afraid to go beyond what he knew, where he knew he was supposed to go because he didn't want the medical societies and people who were not ready for that to push back on him and give the appearance that he was you know, some weirdo. And then he says, no, I'm not going to stay within the confines of those who are not ready for this. And, and that is what I encourage people. Don't limit yourself because people are not ready. Because people are still crawling and you are walking, don't start crawling again, you know. Learn to run and they will catch up because part of what the masses need, they need a visualization. They need to also see the possibilities. They are those that go beyond what is present and they're willing to show people what's possible. And that is a different group and body of people. And I think the Dr. Dispensers and the others are now showing us the possibilities. And we're, not, we're going to start reaching for those possibilities. I believe in the butterfly effects. Once you put it in the universe, it starts to develop and explore all across the globe. And that is what we're trying to do here. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm running for the mayor of the city of New York. I would like to take what I'm doing in the borough of Brooklyn now make it something that we can do in the in the city of new york meditation should be in every school healthy foods should be in every school our hospitals should be feeding and giving people a an opportunity to eat healthy meals if you leave surgery uh, for uh, colon cancer you should not be back in your hospital room eating the food that caused caused the colon cancer in the first place our senior centers should be of uh, teaching Tai Chi and meditation and movement. Uh, there's just so much more we can do as a city. And if we get, get it right in New York state, then I think we could get it right in the country. And if the country gets it right, I think we could get it right across the globe. We, we're far more than what we are showing. And I believe our leadership needs to be reflective of that. And that is what I'm hoping to do as I continue uh, to move through politics uh, to change how we view ourselves. And if I am successful at being mayor or not, it doesn't matter because that's a destiny. What matters is that I meet people like you along the way and I'm just enjoying the journey and I will continue to enjoy that.
0: I love that. So powerful. So many different things that you mentioned. And I can't thank you enough for being with us today, Eric. It's been such a joy to hear about your background and hear about your perseverance. It's not only inspiring, but I think it it, it allows us to soften our hearts that are so hard, that feel like you know, we are our diagnoses and, and that we are our problems and that we are the problem. But what you've mentioned so much and, and what your life really illustrates is the power of belief, the power of uh, love, and and really just the power of of humans, the power of our spirit to overcome anything and what you've done is truly incredible. Um, So before I let you go, what would be some of your last words, Eric? Uh, uh,
1: uh, Believe, Uh, that's my, that's my uh, theme. uh, Believe, you know, is so belief is important. Belief is the, is the first step to overcoming any hurdle. We have to believe that uh, we could and we can and we will overcome whatever obstacle and we've lost the power of belief and i just really want to say to your listeners believe you know let's believe it's 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 okay to believe again despite what is happening around us or what we're going through uh, just believe and uh, take moments of reminding yourself that Uh, You are an amazing individual. Uh, Give yourself those self-affirmations. It doesn't matter if you can't lose those 20 pounds you've been trying to lose for years. Uh, Believe someone is going to come into your life that's going to love you no matter how you look. Uh, Believe that you're going to uh, find the the job that you want. Uh, Believe uh, that you're going to have the house that you want. Believe that your children is going to overcome whatever obstacle... Just believe again, you know? And when you start that belief, uh, every cell in your body, every atom in your body, every subatomic particle in your body will be on message. Right now, you're sending them mixed signals. They don't know uh, what to believe or not because you can't lie to your inner core. You You cannot walk around saying I believe when you're doing everything to the contrary that your inner being only know the truth and when you say i believe and you believe you believe your body and your life will start acting like you believe we create our destiny and so move to the point of just believing in yourself again believing in your destiny again believing human humanity again and you will see a change in your life but just believe
0: So there you go, guys. That's Eric Adams. I know I had so much fun getting to know this man, and I really appreciated his entire approach to life and, you know, how he's using his life to put meditation in schools and to teach children about holistic health, that you can heal your life with your mind. I mean, he's a walking example of, of being miracle minded and showing people that miracles exist. I mean, my whole conversation, what you just heard was nothing short of inspirational. So if you're enjoying this, make sure you're following this podcast. Just go ahead and hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, and you'll be hearing even more stories just like this one. So thanks so much guys, and I'll talk to you again soon.